Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. So many of you loved her last episode. So on today's show, I welcome back physical therapist Heather Jeffco to talk about getting past what's holding you back from having better sex. Topics include why painful sex issues are so misunderstood, even though a lot of women experience them. Hey, are you doing your kegels right? Here's how to know for sure. Why you may need a second opinion if you are prescribed a glass of wine and a psychologist for what ails you. And how to get into pelvic shape after having kids. All this and more. Thanks for listening. I love when you love what I love. See, a few months ago, I told you about Foria and their pre-lube oil called Awaken. And I've heard from so many of you who are having amazing results. See, the deal is this. We all carry so much stress, which is the biggest killer of our sex drive. Foria Awaken is an all-natural oil with CBD extract that you massage into your vulva and clitoris to help with relaxation and arousal and can totally enhance sexual pleasure, which means more orgasms, less pain, more lubrication, and basically better sex overall. Foria has been a pioneer in using CBD for sexual wellness purposes. So I'm excited to tell you they've just released a brand new tonic called Basics. Foria Basics is a broad spectrum CBD tonic for daily wellness. It uses the purest hemp extract and 100% organic MCT coconut oil. You just use the dropper to put a small dose into a drink or smoothie or even directly on your tongue, whatever works for you. After about an hour, you'll start to feel the calming effects that can help you shed the stress and get back to intimacy. For your Awaken and Basics don't contain any THC, so there's no high and they're completely legal to order online and ship just about anywhere. I really want you to try Foria and let me know what you think. For more information on all the Foria products, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Foria. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash F-O-R-I-A. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. We love when you review them. You can also catch me on SiriusXM weekdays, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 East on channel Stars 109 for more sex talk, more calls. Check it out. And as always, follow us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. We'll be doing some giveaways, so I know you don't want to miss that. All right, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm so excited to welcome my guest, Heather Jeffcoat. She's a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic floor health. I don't even think that people know much about what a pelvic floor you know, specialist is, physical therapist, and she's from Femina Physical Therapy. And she wrote a book called Sex Without Pain, A Self-Treatment Guide to the Sex Life You Deserve. She's a recognized expert in the field of pelvic health physical therapy. You can find her at the Ladies Part PT on Instagram, right? Or at Femina PT. Both. Yeah, my office is at Femina PT. And then my individual professional is at the Lady Parts PT. And we'll also have this all in the show notes. So you guys know that everything we talk about on the show 
if you go to sexwithemily.com and you click on the show notes, you can find our links, you can find everything. So please just explain to everybody what the hell is a pelvic floor physical therapist? What do you do? So we are a subspecialty, I would say, of orthopedic physical therapy. So we're still dealing with muscles, joints, nerves, um, orthopedic type conditions like muscle spasm, muscle guarding, muscle weakness. Um, but we're also, you know, dealing with this in a much more personal area. So it's not something that somebody just graduates from PT school and then like the next day they're in treating someone's vaginal pain, for right. example. So it does require extra training. Training. And, um, you know, so there's lots of organizations that will do continuing education specific for physical therapists so that they can get the the tools. And it just takes really a lot of time and seeing a lot of different diagnoses to be able to get the um, all of the tools on board and be able to evaluate to see what tool are you going to use first. Okay. You know, is it going to be manual therapy? Is it going to be exercise? What is it going to So take? women come to you, like, how do they even know? Like, I, I feel like until I, if this wasn't my job, I probably wouldn't even know that if I had any kind of pain, you know, that, I, that you would be an option because I might go to my OBGYN and they don't, right? So, right. And I always am telling women when they come into the office, like I really think we're the best kept secret in medicine because so many problems can uh, originate from your pelvic floor and having pelvic floor dysfunction. So I do have OBGYNs that will refer. Um, also, urogynecologists, which are not European gynecologists. They're actually <laughs> right. like female pelvic medicine doctors that do uro- urologic and gynecologic conditions. Um, we get referrals from colorectal uh, surgeons as well. So kind of anything that related to the pelvic floor family practice physicians can also refer to us. But honestly, I get a lot of referrals from Google and people that are just like, I can't have sex. Like, you know, painful sex therapy well, let's Los let's talk Angeles. about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like literally Google painful sex losses and you would come up. But tell me, so what are women coming to you for? What's going on with them when they walk in your door? So the biggest diagnosis that I see is painful sex. And that's why I wrote this book, because I was seeing so much of it. And there was clearly such a need for women to have good information on how to do this treatment on their own. Because even today in 2019, there are not physical therapists readily accessible everywhere across the country. So I wanted this information to be accessible to them. They're coming in and their symptoms range anywhere from they can't put a tampon in without pain or they can't have sex without pain or they're having sex but it's painful and the symptoms with sex can vary it can be with penetration or it might be more with deeper thrusting so it can be kind of anywhere along that you know entry point or along the vaginal canal and then you know for more complicated versions of that they have that plus they have to pee all the time urinary urgency and that's another could be another symptom of pelvic floor dysfunction or overactive pelvic floor muscles They might have um, something called endometriosis, which affects one in 10 women and is an inflammatory condition that, you know, does involve the musculoskeletal system, but also can involve the nervous system. And so they really need a multidisciplinary team to to treat them. And those women also will have a lot of times pain with deep thrusting, thrusting, uh, urinary symptoms, bowel symptoms, back pain. I mean, these your pelvic floor is responsible for so much of our, our health that we don't even realize. Exactly. So you, they might not even know when they come into you, like I'm having pain, and then you have to go through the figure out the diagnosis. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, just... one of my I had a new patient today, and she came in, and her symptom was urge incontinence, meaning she has the urge to go to the bathroom, and then she pees on the way to the bathroom, and then 
by the time we were done, she had about nine or ten different conditions all stemming from her pelvic floor. She has painful bowel movement. She has pain with deep thrusting. She has suspected endometriosis. She has a long laundry list of things. She has back pain on her left side. You know, it's it kind of just went on and on. But like her initial concern was just that she had to pee frequently and then sometimes ah, pooped on her way to the bathroom. Wow. And that, now, does this is the kind of thing some women have suffering their whole life but do you find like at different points in women's life like it urgent con- or urinary incontinence can happen for women like after childbirth women who get older in their 40s menopause perimenopause it can happen at any stage of their life like yeah. i've had really young women that have stress incontinence and that's something wow. where you're you're leaking with exercise or coughing sneezing laughing and i mean in fact it's pretty common in the female athlete population there was a study out fairly recently where over like 20 something percent of competitive female athletes have this thing called stress urinary incontinence where they have bladder leakage and it's not really discussed or treated and it's just like okay like crossfitters for example like they they lifting heavy weights and they pee and it used to be seen as a badge of honor but more and more there's been an uproar in the pelvic health community like no that's a sign of dysfunction it's not okay for you to pee on the floor while you're doing double enders for example exactly so why is that happening with athletes then because of all the pounding and the pressure or they just a mismatch in pelvic floor strength to the load that is being placed upon them in their activity for one or they might have muscles that are like tight and short and muscles that are tight and short don't uh, function in a good capacity for strength so they there's a you know something I teach with just about every patient that comes in is having them learn what's called a length tension curve and if anybody out there knows what a bell-shaped curve looks like imagine that now and you have those two low ends of the curve and on one low end that muscle would be short and tight on the other low end it would be sort of over lengthened but in both instances it's weak that top of the bell-shaped curve is where you're strongest so if you're you know, sometimes people think, oh, like my, I have, you know, a, a pelvic floor problem. I should do Kegels. Absolutely not. If they're short and tight, that can actually right. make your problems worse. It can make you have to pee more. It could make you leak more. It could make sex more painful, which it can if you're having painful sex. Yeah. I always talk about Kegels, like to help with orgasms, to help, but like, yes, for a lot of times, Kegels are not the answer. Yeah. And, and it is given a blanket for even like it healthcare is. providers that don't understand, or if you're Googling to try to find the solution, just Kegels are not the right answer for everybody wow so so tell me about then um what about women who aren't experiencing um pleasure or like having orgasms could you have women come to you for that they're like i just don't know why but i can't orgasm or i have yeah i absolutely do and in a couple different scenarios of patients i've had recently one is that they're maybe just really weak their muscles have sort of like if you don't use it you lose it the pelvic floor muscles are muscles just like any other muscle in the body and you do have to specifically strengthen it and strengthen it correctly in order for it to get stronger over time so um so that could be one reason they're just no you don't use it you You lose that strength get disconnected right right and so they might not be able to achieve as intensive orgasm as they previously previously did if there's weakness but also um, I had a patient a few months ago that she called in saying that she didn't have orgasms as intense as she used to and I just asked a few questions and it turns out that she had pain she had pain with penetration so when your muscles are probably in that overactive state like I said you're not going to be able to achieve optimal strength which will kind of lead to not being able to achieve optimal orgasm but also pain in most people will inhibit pleasure yeah exactly you can't have both at the same time really well you know I mean that's a little different but I guess 
get it. If you're having, if you're <laughs> right. focused on that pain, you're not going to be having an orgasm. So why is it then that? What do you think that is that women we just normalize all of this pain? It was like an after you had to ask her. It's like, oh yeah, it's been painful. We just accept it as normal. Because I think we might mention it to our providers and they're just like, oh, use more lube. Yeah. Oh, you- just have a glass of wine. And oh, my goodness, <laughs> like that is the excuse. Like, I'm sure there's so many women out there driving. They're like, oh, my God, they told me to have like a glass of wine. Like, because that, that is probably the number one Come most on. common like piece of quote unquote medical device or uh, medical yeah. advice, I should say. For painful sex, like they just assume the woman's like high strung and not into it. And it's like they have a physical problem. And oh, my goodness, by you just telling them that it's in their head. Now it's in their head, too. And we have to undo that. So, okay, right. So we normalize it. We have pain. So what happens if a woman comes in? Like, let's talk a little bit about the different treatments and stuff that people can can do. Do you give them, like I know there's like dilators and yeah, other things. Yeah, exactly. And there's different ways you can use dilators and depending on how they present will alter how I instruct them in using them. But for the majority of my patients, if they come in and they have overactive or short or tight or non-relaxing pelvic floor muscles, I start them with a dilator program and it starts with doing a series of different internal manual therapy or massage techniques that are very that are done in a specific order and i instruct them in a certain order so that the the muscles sort of optimally unlock and this is just something that i've changed the order up over the years and that i've found works best for most women and you know if that doesn't work well for someone i can go with the flow but for the most part the treatment plan that I lay out does go in a specific order and then it, it'll divert and address the more individual concerns at once they learn that base program. And so dilators are huge. If they're coming in and painful sex or painful tampon insertion is a problem, yeah. they'll get a dilator kit. And what a dilator kit is, is a series of gradually larger um, medical rods, like devices. They can be plastic. They can be silicone. I tend to prefer um, plastic because that works better for the techniques that I outline in my offices and in my book. And um, it starts really small, the size of a finger. They'll do things like trigger point releases. And anybody out there that's had massage, you know, if you yeah. you know, you get knots in your in your back. And sometimes those knots need to be worked out. And then, you know, it's sore while you're working on them, but it feels better after. Yeah. So that's one technique. There's internal stretching techniques, internal massage techniques, and just kind of outlaid, um, outlined in a five-step series that we perform in the office. But then we also teach them how to use the dilator so they can do it at home because yeah. the home program is so important in this population. They can't just come in once or twice a week and expect that someone's going to heal them. The patients that kind of have that expectation take a really long time to get better, like over 12 months if they're not doing any sort of home program. Yeah, it's like physical therapy. Like I'm in there for my back now. If I don't do the exercises, like I'm wasting my time. Like you have to do the stretches and stuff at home. So exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So so what happens? So how long does it, I know there's no typical, but like have you've probably seen some amazing stories of women who've came in and like I've never been able put a tampon into after a few months they do the exercises and then they're like what I right I so love. no there are typical time frames so what most women if they're starting and it's so severe that a tampon hurts to insert most women are pain-free within a month wow. the majority really within two weeks and so when I'm with patients I'll usually give them that two to four week time frame so that they don't feel like they're um, sort of not not succeeding if I said two and it took them four you know so wow. I, I always sort of estimate on the high side and then amazing if they get it sooner they're good and then when they have the kit it it gets gradually larger so we change up the exercises we're doing with the larger dilators but it's really important to move 
through a kit if painful sex is your problem because you can't go from like stretching with a finger or something that's tampon sized to then, oh, let's go have sex with your partner because there's a big difference between yeah. a tampon and most partners, yeah. I would say. so Absolutely. You got to build up to it. Yeah. That's amazing to me. So there are some women who their whole life they might have pain. So maybe the first time they use a tampon yes. or something. And then they oh, come yeah. to you at like 10, 15 years later and then in two to four weeks, they're like, I'm good. Yes. No no gynecologists or doctors, Western medicine. Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. And, you know, because so many people find me on their own after their doctors were like, I don't know, go see a psychologist. Um, what, <laughs> go see a psychologist and have some wine on the way. <laughs> exactly. Stop at the store and get a bottle of wine on the way home. I mean, this is honestly true like medical uh. advice that's been given but um you know just coming in and seeing me or one of the therapists in my offices that i've trained we give them so much relief like oh my god you can put a name to what i have like yeah. wow that's i already feel so much better like one of my new patients a couple weeks ago never been able to use a tampon without pain um already i mean i've been seeing her three weeks so she's already using a tampon without pain wow. i mean she's not in tears of pain, but in tears of joy that like she never thought in her entire life she would be able to do that. So like in three weeks, ah. we've changed something that seems so like taken for granted by so right. many women. So yeah. I'm like, hey, pool party, not a problem. Like right. you are so going to be at every yeah, pool party all summer. Pool party. She cannot go to a pool party. She cannot go to a pool party. And that's a classic story. Like women, they start to withdraw socially when they have certain types of pain. Like oh, yeah. so vaginismus is what I'm talking about more typically when women have the pain with tampon insertion and painful yeah. sex. But it can also go by other names and it has a different presentation. Vulvodynia. There are so many different subtypes of vulvodynia um, that I kind of I don't need to go through <laughs> the laundry list. But um, endometrio, like I said, endometriosis. Right. So, um, you know, all these different names that they'll put to it. But ultimately... At, in some capacity, they're having painful sex. It's affecting their relationships. They're not going out on dates. They feel alone. And they, and there's so, like, there's no reason that these women should be walking around not being treated because there is easy help for them. And if they don't have someone in their neighborhood, then they have, then they have, you know, my book that they can, yeah, that they exactly, can get. Yeah, exactly, you guys. It's Sex Without Pain, a self-treatment guide to the sex life you deserve. We will put that in the show notes. Okay, we have a Pam who's 40 in Canada, and she says her pelvic floor is weak after having six kids. Whoa. Hey, Pam, thanks for calling. Six kids. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Well, I'm in pain now just hearing that. It's a lot Aww. of kids. Oh, okay. Well, Heather can help. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. Tell us a little bit about what's um, going on. I had my, my fourth, when I had my fourth child, I had an unnecessary cesarean. Okay. Um, but... And after that, they always told me that my pelvis floor would go back, but it's never gone back. I always, even when my stomach's flat, I've had that belly, like a guy's, you know, gut right. over. And um, I've worked with personal trainers. I've tried to do kegels and stuff. And then when I had my sixth pregnancy, um, I kept on complaining during the whole pregnancy that it feels like, um, I guess, it's, I don't, I'm not sure what it is, but that wall or cervix or something, it felt like it was almost at the door of my vagina where I could feel the baby kicking um, when I was pregnant, like right. as if it was like hollow door and stuff. And it still is quite, when I go to the bathroom, it still is like almost at the, at the outside of my vagina when it used to be, you know, when I was younger, way more tucked in. Okay. And even though I can do Kelgo exercises and I can hold my urine and I try to do it, um, once I start urinating, I can't actually hold the very end of it, 
you know what I mean, to try to do that exercise. Okay, too. right. Where so, you're kind of testing whether you can do the cable. Normal. Yeah. Well, this is and the problem. Yeah, at normal. Up. Oh, God. No. Okay, so let's, yeah. Heather. So I'll Heather. specifically address this and pregnancy then, issue. Can I just yeah. intervene for one sure. thing? Sure. Oh, yeah. um, and also, the other thing is, is um, after I had my fourth one after, I don't know if there was nerve damage that was done, because one side of my vagina um, swells up a bit more and gets puffier, and then when I'm pregnant or if I'm about to have my period, it's more puffier there, too, on the, on the one side, the left side. And I also have hip problems. No, because the, apparently I'm seeing a chiropractor and my hip is rotating inwards on my right side. So it makes one leg a little bit longer than the other. So I have to keep on seeing the chiropractor. But nobody's been able to help me with my pelvis floor. Okay. So, and, and they have um, up in Canada, they call them physiotherapists. They have oh. specialists up there yeah. too that specialize in pelvic health. And my understanding is they're not part of your like national health system. They, they're more like private not. pay. Um, so, um, so to go back to like my doctor said, it's normal. And this is the problem. Like they're like, well, you've had six kids. What do you expect? And it's not fair because you have, you had six kids, you carried them. And even just being pregnant increases your risk for these types of dysfunction. Yeah. Much less, you know, the, um, and you said you only had the one C-section, the rest were vaginal delivery. Is that what you said? Yeah, my fourth one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, you know, just being pregnant increases your risk and you really should be evaluated by one of those pelvic floor physios up there because, you know, you're like, I do kegels and here's the problem with kegels. 25% 25% of women do Kegels incorrect. Well, I, I'm yes. sorry, 50% of women do them incorrectly, but 25% do them in a way that make their problem worse. Uh, so they're doing what I call an anti-Kegel. So they, they feel pressure. They think that they're doing that, but they're actually pushing their muscles down instead of squeezing and lifting up and supporting. So one, you have to make sure you're doing it properly because you know if you have to do an exercise properly in order to get that muscle stronger. You're not going to get stronger uh, you know, glutes if you do bicep curls. Right. Like you got to target the muscle that you specifically need to in the proper way and then you also need to know how many should you do how many reps should you do how long should you hold it so if you're certain you're doing it properly then there's tons of um, like Kegel trainers out there that you can use your smartphone with and it can help you sort of see when do my contractions start to fall off and you can you can get some sort of personalization there if you don't have a pelvic floor specialist near you but you do have to certainly make sure that you're doing it properly and you know, as far as the cervix coming down, yeah, that could be because the muscles are weak. And there's different grades. There's different severities of that. And um, it's called a prolapse if, if that is what you have. And your doctor should have told you if, if you have a prolapse. But there's it's graded zero to four. And, you know, if it's a two or less, then you should do pretty well with a conservative therapy. But if it's a three or four, then that's more of a surgical thing. But you still have to have proper muscle function. So if you're not using your muscles properly, that needs to be a part yeah. of the program anyways. And then the hip pain is so common. I see women after having babies, they like two, three years later, they start to develop hip pain. And there's reasons either in the muscle, muscular system or some of the structures. Oh, I hear the baby in the background. Um, In the muscular structures in the hip, um, like the labrum. Sometimes the labrum can tear during delivery. And so you can get orthopedic issues from being pregnant. I mean, getting, being pregnant and pushing out a baby or having a C-section, it's no joke. And every woman should have at least three visits after they have a baby with a pelvic floor physical therapist so they can intervene on these things sooner so Pam can you go see one of these physiotherapists in Canada um I'm trying to find one that actually 
I'm trying to find one. I live in BC, so I'm trying to find one that. Oh, in BC. Uh, in BC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's some in Vancouver, and Diane Lee is up there. She's in Surrey, like south of Vancouver. But if you, if that's too far for you, she probably knows somebody. Yeah, in. Diane Lee. So Pam, that's what you got to do. You got to get the right, right help and. Okay. Let, let us know how it goes, okay? Thanks yeah. for calling. And she helps with okay. the pooch, too, Thank you're you. talking about. Yeah. She, if that, that might be diastasis recti, split abs, and she's one of the, like, worldwide experts in oh that. So. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for calling, Pam. Okay, we got a call. All right. All right, we have Susan, who's 62 in California, and she says that she has an autoimmune question that's in relation to her vagina. All right. Okay. Hey, Susan, thanks for calling. Hi, thank you. Of course. I have lichen planus in my vagina. Okay. And it is painful and bleeds. I have dilators. I use them, and if I don't use them every night, it'll close back up and kind of stick together. Surgically, right. it's been kind of un- unstuck once. Right. And because it, it had narrowed to almost no opening and... So I went in and they put me under light sedation and opened it up and I'm keeping it open with dilators, but I can't get it healed. Tried different steroid creams that my um, urogynecologist has given me. Is there anything, I have a HMO, so I'm in one medical system. I have Kaiser, so mm-hmm. I'm in one medical system. Is there something else, someone else? That I'm missing because I'm yeah, only in that one yeah, medical group. Yeah, no, that, that I probably could do that okay. Help. That's such that is such a great question, and that is one of those disorders that's really frustrating, and it has to be managed well medically because you're doing the dilators. You know, there, you probably have some muscle dysfunction as well. I've seen patients with this and like in sclerosis, but you know, the tissue it gets really like you said, it bleeds. It it's not a condition that I would wish upon anybody. And you, you're you right. You might need to go outside and seek a second opinion because perhaps you're not being dosed properly. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to kind of see who the experts are in your area by looking online. But, I mean, you're doing the right thing. You're trying to get the medical management. You're using the dilators to preserve the space. But you, you know, you, you got to yeah. fight for ma- maintaining that space. Yeah, look for, look for a physician yeah. that can specialize in that. Sound good, Susan? Take care of it. Thank you so okay, much. You're, thank, you're so much. thank you so much thank for calling. Bye-bye. And thank you, Heather. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we come back, more of your calls. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jibe, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, 
sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. A strong mind-body connection is so important, especially when it comes to sex. But I get it. That's a whole lot easier said than done. That's what inspired Carezza to develop their system of all-natural, hemp-based supplements. It all starts with Carezza's convenient daily spray under your tongue that quickly absorbs. Each spray contains a unique formula of organic ingredients that support sexual function, along with Carezza's proprietary Nano CBD, an ultra pure hemp extract that is quickly absorbed for faster results. They have formulas for men and women containing gender specific herbs and essential oils that have been traditionally used to support sexual health. And Carezza's hemp extract can reduce anxiety, inflammation, and even help with your overall mood. And when you're ready to get intimate, it's time for Carezza's In The Moment Spray, which I love. It's a spray. It's so easy to use. It's designed as a fast-acting mood elevator. It uses the same hemp extract, but incorporates a whole new set of botanical ingredients to help heat things up. Just a few sprays under the tongue, and you can feel the effects in as little as 15 minutes. As always, check with your doctor before starting any supplement routine. So if you're ready to elevate your mind-body connection, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Carezza. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash K-A-R-E-Z-Z-A. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me on Stars Channel 109 Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com sxm. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. You guys, I've got a treat. You are lucky tonight that Heather Jeffcoat is here because you guys have been calling me now with a lot of questions over the last few months about having pain during sex, having challenges for, for women. And even if you guys can call in, if you're with someone who's suffering, having pain, having just not enjoying sex as much as they should, things change after childbirth, menopause, there's so many ways that our vaginas suffer and they don't have to. So we want to hear from you. 888-947-8277. Heather Jeffcoat is a pelvic floor physical therapist. She wrote a book called Sex Without Pain. We're going to have that on the show notes and also on your site. We'll announce all of that. But hi, I'm here with Jamie too. We'll take some calls. <laughs> Jamie. I'm here just to Jamie's facilitate the people. Here. Just to help the people. I'm the middleman here of the questions. <laughs> Um, we have Madison, who's 26 in Texas, and she wants to know how to relax her vagina during sex. All right. Hey, Madison, thanks for calling. Hi. Thank you all so much for talking about this. Of course. Yes. It's so important, right, Madison? So so what's going on? During sex, you feel like your vagina gets tense? Does it it's hurt? So, it's very tense and very tight, and it hurts. And I did talk to my gyno, and she was very helpful, and she told me about vaginismus, and I looked mm-hmm. it up. Um, she gave me a prescription for like um compounded something right. to put up there, but it it's just kind of inconvenient and it I mean it helps it definitely does, but I don't want to have to do that every okay. time. Is that the only thing she so, recommended, or did she talk to you about no, using she recommended dilators? Physical therapy. Um, no, only about she referred me to a physical therapist, which I haven't gone to see yet, but. Before I did that, I was curious if there was anything I could do on my own. All right. Okay, Heather. 
Well, you know, as far as on your own, this is why I wrote the book. Not to kind of push that, but it's no, a self-treatment. Push the book. It's a great book, you guys. I'm not just, she's not here yeah, just to it's, celebrate. It's amazing. You can go on soulsource.com and get the, um, the Rigid Dilators, my book, and um, the book alone is also on Amazon. And it gives you a self-treatment program to to start working on facilitating muscle relaxation and it helps with pain. I mean, that's the whole reason that I wrote the book. So a woman could be pain-free having sex and the compound medication. That's great that she gave you that because not every OBGYN is on board with, with doing what that. What is the and compound helps. medication exactly? Great question. So okay. um, it's usually a suppository. So right, is yours put either intravaginally or else it might be an external cream. What did she prescribe for you? This one was intervaginally, and it works great, but it has to be refrigerated, and right. it kind of, like, drips out. It does. Uh, yeah, annoying. it's messy. Right. It's so messy. But So it basically just yeah. has different medications in it, so I don't know what hers has, but it often will have maybe, like, a lidocaine, a muscle relaxant, okay. for example, called baclofen. It might have... Um, like a gabapentin to help with the nerves. So it just depends on whatever the doctor feels. Put in, but it's like put into this this suppository, basically. Okay. And um, yeah, so so using dilators. Um, hopefully, your physical therapist that you're going to see is going to incorporate those. And there's different ways that you can use them. So, um, and I've talked about this a lot too earlier in the show. I talked about sort of going through the steps of my program. But the other way that dilators are instructed are just to insert them and hold them for 10 minutes. And honestly, for me, if you have vaginismus, if that's if you, the only problem are your muscles, if you don't have any skin irritation or anything like that, it, it's just a really slow process. Like I would encourage you to kind of go beyond just inserting and holding it for 10 minutes because you don't need to, to desensitize your vagina is you know or the nerves in your vagina you need to physically manipulate and stretch the tissues just like if you had any other tight muscle you just need to kind of get in there and it's gentle but you can't just insert and hold for 10 minutes I always tell my patients that's not how we stretch any muscle right. like if your hamstrings are tight you're just not like bending over and holding your hamstring stretch for 10 minutes so right. um, you know the program that I do in my offices are it's much more functional and it okay. works a lot faster. I mean, I've had patients get 100% pain-free that have had vaginismus from like the point of not being able to insert a tampon. I mean, pain-free in six weeks. That's like not That's to be expected amazing. by everybody, but yeah. like it can be so rapid because sometimes. Because we're literally not, if you have that pain and you're not stretching it, like if you're not, it just, it's not going to do it on its own. Yeah, and, it's, not, it's, just and not. it's just neglected and it'll just get tighter over time. And especially like if your hips are tight because some of your uh, like mid-level and deeper pelvic floor muscles connect to your hip rotators. So if your your hips are tight, it can make your pelvic floor tight or vice versa. And or if you have like a problem in your hip, like I had mentioned before, like the labral tear that can happen right. during deliveries or pregnancy, like that can create tension in the hip, which can make the pelvic floor tighter. So these problems can just compound or it can start with vaginismus, but then over time now you have of like problem pushing out your bowels because oh, yeah God. so um so yeah so hopefully your pelvic PT will incorporate dilators a home program is necessary do your home program because just going in and seeing her once or twice a week isn't gonna be yeah. the solution okay so Madison are you gonna okay. go do that you go see your doctor I will definitely do that I have um one question that I think is a myth can I ask it it's easy yeah sure, sure. it's about um if I don't have sex for like a week or two will that will I tighten up that fast 
Do I need to be having sex more often? Oh, you mean like out? you mean because of the vaginismus, or you mean like in life? Does that happen? Like are you no? Yeah, uh, answer that, Heather. You're right. No, I, I think that's a great question. It is a great question. And so you know what I when I tell my patients when I'm actively treating them for vaginismus is that you really do need to keep on top of your exercises. But if you took two mm-hmm. weeks off, like let's say you're going to Europe and you don't want to take your dilators, I totally get it. You're not going to go back to square one. But yeah, it might be like a little tight, and right. especially if you have like a hip okay. problem or a back problem. But once you're through it and it's not a problem anymore, I mean, you don't have to worry about like having sex once a week to maintain the flexibility, but, but hopefully you should because you like it, but you know, you don't have to worry from a flexibility standpoint. Okay. That was so helpful. I really appreciate y'all talking about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Madison. I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much. So helpful. She's like, thank you because no one talks about vaginismus. Vaginas, even. We do want to say the word. What is vaginismus, too, for people who might not know? So, by definition, it's just vaginal muscle spasm, and typically it results in pain with penetration. A lot of women will call it like a their partner is hitting a wall or they feel like they don't have a hole and they just feel like it's so closed off that there's just not space for anything in more severe cases. And that just happens because... Well, so many many reasons. Like it could be cultural. Like if they grew up in a really religious household and they've always been told sex is bad, you should never have sex. But then, so they waited till they got married and then they, (sighs) and then they got married and then, oh my God, I can't have sex. And I should have realized this because I could never insert a tampon and um, and it could have happened from something in their childhood. Some of the histories of these, like yeah. like go back to childhood. And I'm not talking abuse, although that can certainly be part of their history. And but that from the patient population I see is such a small part. Many of these women maybe just had a yeast infection and like a bad reaction to the um, you know treatment for a yeast infection or a urinary tract infection, or maybe they fell while they were snowboarding when they were 12, and you know their tailbone hurt, and so maybe they saw PT for their tailbone pain. But meanwhile, their pelvic floor inside was just you know getting tighter and guarding wow. because nobody ever addressed the pelvic floor tension and you have muscles that attach to your tailbone that are your pelvic floor muscles and so really a pelvic floor you know assessment on a 12 year old no but they should still be educated but we that would never think that you'd never think you back. Never it must think have been that, that ski accident yeah. 15 years ago yeah exactly oh god so okay so yeah thank you that's so useful because I feel like you know not everyone knows about these different yeah, things they don't know what no but my mouth is a game because I'm just hearing this again I'm like yeah it could be anything we don't know what happens I didn't even hear about any of this until like less than a year ago yeah that it was like all these different things not even just like one right issue it's like all these different right. things. right and so, so if i could things. give like one piece of advice that people leave this with is if your doctor has said well there's nothing medically wrong you know you don't have an infection you don't have a cyst you're not everything looks normal but you still have pain you probably need to find a pelvic floor physical therapist and have an assessment on like the muscles and the tissue in the area and a more comprehensive exam because OBGYNs, family practice, they're not joint and muscle people. Like, so they're not going to understand that musculoskeletal dysfunction. So just know that you do have a physical problem, not a mental health problem and get appropriate physical treatment. Because they will sometimes tell you that it's right, it's in your head, relax, have a glass of wine. I mean, I've had patients who are like, I, I saw a counselor for 15 years, like I haven't <sighs> been abused. I'm like, I can't cancel this pain away. Much like you can't cancel low back pain away. And it's such a stigma, right, with women that, oh, your vagina hurts, go see a psychologist. But like, if you hurt your back, you are given like, yeah. you, you're given x-rays, you're sent to physical therapy, you're treated like you have a muscular problem yeah. or a 
herniated disc problem. You're not treated like you have a psychological problem in that case. I just want a Heather in every state that we can refer someone to and they call him. <laughs> like, I really want that. And there might be, but I'm not sure. They're not I, like Heather. They're not like our Heather. I do know. And on my website on FeminaPT.com, I have a trusted resources link. And I do have therapists in other states, not every state. Okay. And also glad. Um, pelvicpain.org does have an international database of pelvicpain.org. Pelvic okay. Let's put this all in the show notes, okay? Yeah, not only just pelvic PTs, but also physicians that specialize because you really do need a team. Anyone that has chronic pain, like physical therapy alone is probably not going to be your answer to get you as close to 100% as you can be. It's going to need to be multidisciplinary. That's true. God, that's so helpful. Okay, thank you, Heather. We're going to... We have, an, e- we have an email that we want you to answer that came in, and sure. we thought this would be perfect for you. Yes, this came from Carly, who's 22 in California, and she writes, Hi, Emily and Heather. Um, <laughs> I'm just listening to your episode, More Dating, Less Soul Mating, and you talked about having masturbation as part of a wellness routine. My dilemma is I have endometriosis, and most of the time masturbation causes me pain after orgasm. I have toys, lube, and no matter what method, clitoral or penetrative, my pelvic floor aches after I finish. This doesn't happen with sex with someone else, though. It actually first started after using a vibrator. I talked to my gyno, and she was even at a loss, so I'm reaching out to you. Is it me? What am I doing wrong? Mm. Well, I doubt it's anything that she's doing wrong. And it's hard because she's on email, not on the phone. I know. This is why I love people. I know. This is what happens. We got to throw some things out, though, that it could be. Right. So um, so one thing for sure, if her gynecologist is not sure, so she's probably kind of cleared everything she can, for sure, pelvic floor PT to assess the um, state of her muscles. Because one thing that we're trying to do on that intravaginal exam is to reproduce their pain. So if we can find their pain and they can say, yes, that is where I have the pain with orgasm it could just be a muscle that's overactive and needs to be treated through maybe like pressure point releases uh, mm-hmm. stretching of the intravaginal muscles um, maybe it's not even coming intravaginally maybe because of her endometriosis which basically lays down scar tissue and maybe I should go over endometriosis real quick yeah for I was people thinking that, that you should Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so like I said, it's a condition that affects one in uh, 10 women. So it's very common. It presents initially when women start having their periods as like severe cramping. And you know, all these women, they're like, it's so severe, they're vomiting. But um, endometriosis, by definition, is endometrial-like tissue that is not inside the uterus. So when we have our monthly cycle, that endometrial lining, which is the, um, the lining of the uterus, it sheds. But endometriosis is when there's similar tissue that is found outside the uterus there's nowhere for it to shed to so it stays in the body and it creates an inflammatory condition that lays down scar tissue it affects the muscles it affects the nervous system and so you know the inflammation um it it just it kind of upregulates or uh sort of heightens every every part of the nervous system both right. from like the, the edges what we call the peripheral nervous system to the central nervous system which is in the brain and spinal cord so it becomes very very complicated um, to treat and again like you need that team approach but um, she might have scar tissue on her uterus and so maybe that there's some when her uterus contracts and it's pulling on the scar tissue it could be giving her pain right so that could be one okay one and then also reason. she's using a vibrator so that could also be the vibrations could also she said it's not when she's with a partner only when she's using the vibrator. Oh, only when she's using the vibrator. Okay. So, um, so, so, and maybe she's getting a more intense orgasm than she is with a partner. So yeah. I would want to ask her if that changes or I, I would suspect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a little different. 
Yeah, and the, and there's something to look for too in endometriosis if because they ha- do have so much scar tissue is finding a physical therapist that is skilled at what's called visceral manipulation, which is just kind of going over the the fascia and the tissue over the organs yeah. and being able to kind of stretch and determine where there might be restrictions in function. So she might be, you know, if I was like around someone's uterus externally, for example, um, like maybe it doesn't move well to the left, and there's certain stretches we can do to help loosen up that scar tissue because I can't get rid of scar tissue but you can like remodel it stretch it um, over time so it's amazing Heather this is such a wealth of information thank you Heather Jeffco I have to ask you something I have to ask you the five quickie questions that we ask every guest okay okay um your biggest turn on Oh, my biggest turn yeah. on? Oh, my God. <laughs> have to do it. Okay, this is like improv time. Okay. Um, I mean, I would say... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Be, oh, my God. It's a quickie question. Okay. My biggest okay. turn on... be like... A like being, it, being um, away from home with my husband. Uh, yeah, perfect. Biggest uh, turn off. Um, it just be humans, too. <laughs> um, well, when my husband tries to, uh, you know, get busy with me, when I am like feeling sick I'm just like no <laughs> not hot best date night activity oh I love going to like a wine bar and just <sighs> chatting oh it's my, I love it's my a wine best. bar I love a good wine bar god me too that's what we're doing next Heather after Amazing. the show okay number one you can choose number one sex dating or relationship tip oh okay um wow all right I would say you know relationship tip that um you know in my world of you know patients that I deal with because I'm not I haven't dated in a long time I've been married oh, right, right. since 2004 but um, <laughs> you know what I talk about with patients is just encouraging and like open line of communication as far as um, you know not just like if they have pain but as they're transitioning away from that that they have um, can can express what they want their partner to do so that they they feel like their goals yeah. are being met yeah, in the bed. Don't bedroom. talk about sex enough. Okay, what yeah. is the um, sexiest body part to you? Ooh, you know what? I'm a leg girl. Yeah, I love long strong legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, long legs strong girl. legs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was you did so <laughs> <Okay>. well. You're <laughs> awesome. I'm thank like blushing. You, I know you're so sweet. I'm sorry we did not prepare you for this. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Heather Jeffco, for being here. So much, you're going to have to just come back. We're going to stop in. Like, this is just such helpful information for our audience, for our listeners. You can find her at feminapt.com and on Instagram. We have all of these at the ladies part PT, at feminapt. And thank you for being here. We're going to have this all in the show notes at sexwithemily.com. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Thank you to Ken, Samantha, Julia, intern Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco, and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. 
This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S.